Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Shaw and Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome today to Golden Gems. Dave and Bill here talking today a little bit about the life of Leroy Anderson. Leroy Anderson was born on June 29, 1908 in Cambridge, Massachusetts. His parents were Swedish immigrants who had come to the United States as children. They lived at 269 Norfolk Street in Cambridge. His father, Bro Anton Anderson, better known as B.A. Anderson, came from Ovarp Norastro, near Christiansad in the province of Skien. Brewer worked as a postal worker in the Central Square Post Office in Cambridge and played the mandolin. He changed the spelling of his first name to Brewer, the pronunciation of which was similar to his Swedish name Brewer. Leroy's mother, Anna Margareta Johnson Anderson, came from Stockholm, Anna was an organist in the Swedish Mission Church in Cambridge. Brewer Anderson and Anna Johnson, now Johnson, met at the Swedish Mission Church and were married there in 1907. Leroy was born in 1908. Brewer and Anna moved from Norfolk Street to 12 Chatham Street when Leroy was one year old. Another son, Russell Brewer Anderson, was born in 1911. Cambridge would continue to be the center of Leroy Anderson's world for the next three decades. Leroy Anderson lived at 12 Chatham Street with his parents and brother Russell from 1909 until 1936, when he moved to New York City. We were a musical family, Leroy said. My father played the mandolin, mother played the guitar, and I accompanied them on the piano. Those were happy evenings, doing Gilbert and Sullivan, Drink to Me Only With Thine Eyes, and all the other songs in the Golden Songbook. Radio was in the earphone stage then, and we had to make our own entertainment. The Anderson family attended the Swedish Mission Church in Cambridge with Anna Anderson's father, Bent Johnson, had helped to establish. Brewer Anderson and his brother, Nils Olaf Anderson, N.O. Anderson, had built a three-story home at 12 Chatham Street, where Brewer and Anna lived with their children Leroy and Russell. Leroy often returned at 12 Chatham Street, where his parents continued to live. It was at this house that he arranged many Broadway show tunes for Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Pops Orchestra, and where he composed his Irish suite in 11 days. Leroy's mother, Anna, gave Leroy his first piano lesson starting at age five, as soon as his feet could reach the pedals. One day, Anna and Brewer heard Leroy playing a song on the piano quite well. However, it was a song 
that Anna had not taught her son to play. When asked how he knew this song, Leroy replied, It's just something I heard. Amazing. Brewer and Anna Anderson discussed their son's increasingly apparent musical talent and decided that Leroy should have professional music lessons. Floyd Bigelow Dean of the New England Conservatory of Music was engaged to give Leroy private piano lessons in 1919 when Leroy was 11 years old. Leroy said that he received all his education on one street, Broadway, Cambridge. He attended Harvard Grammar School at the corner of Harvard Street and Broadway. In 1921, he entered Cambridge High and Latin School as a freshman. The Latin School, once also called the Cambridge Classical School, was located at the corner of Broadway and Trowbridge Streets. During his years in the Cambridge Latin School, Leroy Anderson followed a course of study that had been created for the express purpose of meeting the admission requirements of Harvard University. Leroy was an honor student. While Leroy had learned to speak Swedish at home as a young boy, at CHLS he studied and mastered Latin under his teacher Cecil Thayer Derry and French, becoming president of the French club. Leroy was at CHLS when his father, Brewer Anderson, bought him a trombone so that Leroy would have to play in the front row of the Harvard University band. B.A. Anderson wanted to be sure that his son Leroy would be easy to see when he marched in the band at Harvard football games. Leroy studied music at CHLS and played trombone in the school orchestra. Warhiski, his band leader, needed a double bass player and convinced Leroy to take the instrument home for the weekend to practice. When Anderson returned to school on the following Monday, he played the double bass so well that one would have thought he'd practiced all year. At Warhiski's suggestion, Leroy wrote a song for the graduating class of 1923. Warhiski appointed Landerson as leader of the school orchestra that year. Anderson composed a different song for the graduating class in 1924 and again for his own graduation in 1925. He conducted the school orchestra himself on each of those times. He continued his studies at Harvard through the early 1930s, working toward a Ph.D. in German and Scandinavian languages, Swedish, Danish, Norwegian, Icelandic, and Old Norse while working as a music tutor at Radcliffe College, 1930 to 1932. A gifted linguist, Leroy eventually mastered Danish, Norwegian, Icelandic, German, French, Italian, and Portuguese, in addition to the English and Swedish of his upbringing. Not thinking that a career in music held much promise, Anderson intended to become a language teacher. He applied for and was offered a position teaching German and Latin at a private school in Pennsylvania. With encouragement from Arthur Fiedler, Leroy decided to continue his focus on music for another year and send his regrets to the school in Pennsylvania. This turned out to be a pivotal decision for him, and for us too. As a graduate student, Leroy resumed his role 
as director of the Harvard University Band in 1931 and wrote numerous clever arrangements for the band that brought him to the attention of Arthur Fiedler, director of the Boston Pops Orchestra. His first arrangement for Fiedler in 1936 was a medley of Harvard songs, Harvard Fantasy. In 1938, the Boston Pops performed his first composition, Jazz Pizzicato. It was an immediate hit. Fiedler encouraged him to write original compositions for the orchestra. Leroy wrote Jazz Legato in 1939. This was followed by a succession of compositions which have become well-known. Arthur Fiedler and the Boston Pops Orchestra were the first to perform and record many of these compositions. During the 1930s, Leroy worked as an arranger for popular dance orchestras, alongside his brother Russell, who played double bass. Together they played in the orchestra on the Heleg Olav of the Copenhagen Bass Ship Company, Scandinavian line crossing between New York and Scandinavia in 1930. Leroy said that he enjoyed making use of his fluency in Scandinavian languages by conversing with a crew who came from Norway, Denmark, and Sweden. While taking graduate courses in German and the Scandinavian languages preparatory to a career in teaching languages, Leroy Anderson said, I was playing in and conducting orchestra part-time in and around Boston. One spring after a performance of the Hasty Pudding Show, which I had conducted, Mr. George Judd, the manager of the Boston Symphony Orchestra, came up to speak to me. He said he'd heard my arrangements played by the Harvard Band at the stadium football games and asked me to make a symphonic setting of the Harvard songs for the 25th reunion of his class and to conduct the number at the class special nights at the Pops. Thus, I met Mr. Fiedler, who conducted the concert except for the Harvard Fantasy, to which he listened off stage. After the concert, I went to the librarian's office and found Mr. Fiedler examining my score intently. This is very good, he said. I'm glad to find someone who has ideas and knows how to orchestrate. Then he urged me to write more for the Pops concerts, especially original compositions, and promised to perform my music if he thought it was suitable. Well, at the start of World War II, Leroy was drafted into the U.S. Army, which made use of his fluency in languages. He married Eleanor Jane Ferke before shipping off to Iceland, where he served as a translator and interpreter in the U.S. Army Counterintelligence Corps, beginning in 1942. While there, he wrote an Icelandic grammar for the U.S. Army. I was sent to Iceland as an agent for the Counterintelligence Corps with the grade of corporal, he said, and since I knew Icelandic, was assigned to translate the Icelandic papers for the G2 section and to censoring scripts of the Icelandic Broadcasting Company in the interest of military security. Because I knew Icelandic, I was assigned to headquarters at Reykjavik, where I had duties involving contact with the Icelandic population.
Leroy returned to the USA and graduated from Officers Candidate School in 1943. He was then assigned to the Pentagon as chief of the Scandinavian Department of Military Intelligence. Anderson wrote Promenade and the Syncopated Clock in 1945. Leroy sent the manuscripts to Arthur Fiedler for him to use in rehearsal with the Boston Pops Orchestra. Leroy then traveled to Boston to conduct the Boston Pops in the premieres of the Syncopated Clock and Promenade. Soon Leroy was promoted to the rank of captain. Eleanor Anderson gave birth to their first child, Jane, who was born while the Andersons lived in Arlington, Virginia. Leroy was offered the position of assistant U.S. military attaché to Sweden, but declined, deciding that composing was now to be his sole occupation. He was released from active duty in the Army in 1946. The Andersons next moved to New York City. Their son Eric was born here. The Andersons spent the summer of 1946 at Painter Hill in Woodbury, Connecticut. It was here that he started sleigh ride during a heat wave, first conceiving of the middle section. After the summer of 1946 was over, Leroy and Eleanor moved to New York City, where they lived at 19 Parade Place in Brooklyn in an apartment that had been rented by Eleanor's uncle, who had recently died. Leroy Anderson completed sleigh ride here in February of 1948. Arthur Fiedler conducted the premiere of Sleigh Ride with the Boston Pops Orchestras in May of 1948. By December of 1948, New York City department stores were playing Sleigh Ride. Two years later, the Andersons settled in Woodbury permanently, first living with Eleanor's mother in a home on Painter Hill. Sons Rolf and Kurt were born in the early 1950s. Leroy and Eleanor hired architect Joseph Stein to create a modernist home for the growing family. The Andersons moved into their new home at Grassy Hill in Woodbury in October of 1953. The Andersons furnished the house with Danish modern furniture, wanting to ensure a quiet environment in which to orchestrate. Leroy had his workroom soundproofed with extra insulation in the walls. During these years at Grassy Hill in Woodbury, Anderson wrote many of his best-loved compositions, among them Blue Tango, The Typewriter, Serenata, Bell of the Ball, Bugler's Holiday, and Forgotten Dreams. Sleigh Ride was slowly growing in popularity not only in the U.S. and in Canada, but also in Europe. While the music remained unchanged, Leroy allowed translations of the lyrics, or new lyrics, to Sleigh Ride to be created in French, Italian, Dutch, German, Swedish, two versions there, and in Finnish. Orchestras in such diverse places at Reykjavik, Iceland, Stockholm, Sweden, Latif, Finland, Geneva, Switzerland, Liege, Belgium, and England, France, Russia, and Japan all perform sleigh ride and Anderson's A Christmas Festival each year. Arthur Fiedler continued to premiere Leroy's work, including sleigh ride, fiddle faddle, and trumpeter's lullaby until 1950. After that, Leroy conducted the premieres of his work when he recorded them for Decca Records. 
Among these pieces were Bell of the Ball, Blue Tangle, Bugler's Holiday, Forgotten Dreams, Horse and Buggy, Plink, Plank, Plunk, and Serenata, and the typewriter song, and the Waltzing Cat. It was his own recording of Blue Tango that made number one on the hit parade of 1952. In 1972, the Boston Pops Orchestra paid tribute to Leroy in a televised concert that was broadcast nationwide. Leroy appeared on the program and guest conducted one piece. It was, as he said to his wife Eleanor, the most important evening of my life. Leroy returned to Cambridge the following year to conduct the orchestra at Cambridge, Rennage, and Latin School in 1973. Anderson continued to compose and conduct his music throughout North America until his death. Leroy Anderson received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1976 at 1620 Vine Street for his contribution to the recording industry. Leroy was elected posthumously to the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1988. In 1995, Harvard University named its new Harvard University Band headquarters at the Anderson Band Center in honor of Leroy Anderson. Cambridge, Massachusetts Mayor Michael Sullivan and the Cambridge City Council dedicated the corner of Chatham and Crawford Streets as Leroy Anderson Square on May 31, 2003. Mayor Sullivan said in part, that the naming of Leroy Anderson Square was in honor of one of America's greatest composers of light music and the most inventive arranger for the Boston Pops. Speaking at the dedication, Boston Pops conductor Keith Lockhart said, the voice of Leroy Anderson became the voice of the Boston Pops in its dual commitment to approachability and to excellence. Also at the dedication, composer and former Boston Pops conductor John Williams said he was an American original. Leroy Anderson is one of the great American masters of light orchestral music. Though we have performed his works countless times over the years at the Boston Pops, his music remains forever as young and fresh as the very first day on which it was composed. In 1975, Anderson died of cancer in Woodbury, Connecticut, and was buried there. He was 66. Leroy Anderson's grave is in Woodbury's New North Cemetery. What an amazing composer and piano player. Oh, man, what a great man. Leroy Anderson. It's been our pleasure today, Dave and Bill, to talk about his great career and the great contribution he made to the music industry. And if you want to hear more of his music, please go to our website, www.goldengems.net, and enjoy some of his great music. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are, reliving some of the unforgettable memories of the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artists and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. 
May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems. <laughs>